Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassTenor.com. Today is Tuesday, October 10th, 2017. This is episode 111. The Keys to an Effective Marching Band Season, Part 1. I've had two podcast episodes dedicated to marching band. One had to do with leadership. That was my last episode. And the one back in episode 91 had to do with why marching band is great. But we need to take all that, put it together. And in this two-part podcast, I'm going to discuss all of the things to consider to have an effective marching band season. This first part is going to target everything you should consider prior to the start of the school year. This has to do with some recruitment and mostly things done in the late spring and summertime and band camp before the season itself takes form. It goes without saying that your marching band recruitment is everything. Finding the ways to rope students in And that's exactly what you have to do with a lot of students. Rope them in. And get them involved is sometimes easier said than done. Some school systems do not allow students to have that choice. They may be required to be in marching bands based on whatever class they're already in, they're already part of. Might be some, might be a school where there's only one band class, and if you're in that class, you also have to be in the marching band. But by and large, throughout the United States, a lot of the marching bands are volunteer. Because they're volunteer, And because there are so many things for students to choose from when they're in high school, it's getting more and more difficult to get students to commit to the rigors of a marching band season. So selling it is vital. And that needs to be done during the spring. Coordinating things with the schools that might be feeding into your high school or finding students presently in the high school to join the group. You also don't want to forget the students who are currently in your group to make sure that they're continuing. While There are many places where students would not even think 
of leaving the group after they first joined. That is not always the case. I was in a situation for many years where we, believe it or not, had the hardest time keeping students during their senior years. They simply didn't want to stay on board. So for all these reasons and more, your recruitment is extremely important. Now once you have figured out who is going to be doing what and how all the pieces fall into place, hopefully you already have your drill designer or you're designing the drill yourself or you might be in a situation where you might be doing more than one show throughout the year, which is extremely rare, but there are some bands that still do that. And figuring out all of the X's and the O's literally on the drill chart. But the real question comes in relation to the instruction that's going to take place prior to the school year, the new school year. And when is it going to be done and how is it going to be done? I'm going to share with you some ideas that I've tried, which have been mostly effective over the years. And it starts at the end of the previous school year. What I usually will do, at least in New Jersey where school is still going on into the middle of June, at some point during the month of June, at least twice, if not three times, I try to have music rehearsals with the students. The music for the following year, of course, and this would be the music more likely than not for the field show. You probably don't want to do other music with them because younger students can get extremely overwhelmed. Because marching band is going to have a lot of music that needs to be played throughout the season. It's going to be way more music and a much shorter amount of, a shorter window of time for the students to learn the music. So for that reason, I can't stress enough how important it is that students have rehearsals as often as possible. Now the summer can get difficult depending on where you live. Some places students don't go away much and you don't have to worry a heck of a lot about students and their availability. Where I used to work years ago, it was extremely difficult to get all of the students to be at summer rehearsals. Very, very challenging. Sometimes we would have a skeleton crew there, maybe only half the band, and that made it very challenging. So we need to know that Students rarely 
will work on the music effectively on their own. You have to know that. You have to, you cannot expect students, no matter what resources you give them, to have all the music learned on their own. They need to be spoon-fed. Even the best marching band students from the best programs are going to have to have the music taught to them by qualified instructors. I've also found that students who run sectionals should never run the sectionals without the help of faculty at all. Now to have them do it from time to time and be able to model the faculty member, that's fine. With the exception of probably three or four students in my entire career who are truly, truly capable of running a sectional without any help needed from a marching band staff member. Many of your student leaders who are having students get together at houses or other places a lot of the time can be wasted and nobody likes to waste time. It's fine if part of the intent is to, for the students to socialize without the leaders, uh, when I mean by that is the adult leaders being there. That's fine. But if it's strictly for musical purposes, you have to be very careful with that in terms of the expectations for how much they're going to be able to accomplish. You have to be very, very careful. The students will hopefully get their music down prior to band camp. That's going to make your marching band camp experience far more productive. Because if you have to spend the entire marching band camp working on music, you're going to be very much behind the eight ball when the new season starts. And that's not fun. You don't want students to be stressed out. Students have enough stress in their lives. They don't need any more stress in terms of how prepared they are going into their first game of the season. Now, the band camp itself, you have to be sure that students know what to expect and how to prepare. One of the biggest things is making sure that students have been exposed to the weather elements. I've taught in too many places where students don't get outside enough, or they don't get outside at all. They just sit inside air-conditioned homes for the entire summer, and the first time they're getting outside is during a marching band camp. That would be akin to a football player doing the same exact thing. What football player would ever sit inside their home 
the whole entire summer and then all of a sudden put on a helmet and pads and all their gear and try to have a full-blown practice and then probably be in the hospital probably be in the hospital for dehydration that'll be the first thing that would happen because those fields are unforgiving there's no shade there's nowhere to go and even on the days where it's not incredibly humid outside the sun can be brutal if you have the sun and the humidity, it's it's just downright torture, especially if your body is not acclimated to it, and it can overheat very quickly. You as a marching band director or a staff member do not want to be in a situation where a student is getting ill because he or she is not prepared. And once again, like I said in the, in the previous episode, the biggest thing reason for that is because people who are not in marching band, including administrators, do not understand and have any grasp whatsoever on the physical demands of being out there with an instrument and broiling in the sun. They totally understand it when it comes to to sports. They don't understand it when it comes to marching bands. Now, if you want to spend all of your time educating those people, be my guest. I think personally, it's not worth doing and wasting your time. I just don't think it is. I think that you should spend more of your time focused on your kids and getting the best possible product you can than fighting with people who are never going to understand. How do you get them out of their houses? Perhaps you need to do some functions which are going to simply get them out of their homes. If you're doing music rehearsals over the summer, get them to do the music rehearsals outside. Maybe do some light marching to just get their bodies moving. Or any other activity you can think of in your area, your community, just going to get them out and about. Now, during the band camp itself, you obviously need to make sure that you have proper first aid training for everyone. People should be trained in CPR. I can tell you I was with a marching band for a long time. We never got any CPR training. Then I worked with another marching band. It was the very first thing that we all learned. I think that everybody should be trained in CPR and basic first aid because that school nurse or doctor is not going to be on school grounds when you need them the most. 
it doesn't hurt if you have a parent who has been approved to be there with you who has some type of medical or nursing experience not a bad idea you need to make sure that students are, are kept hydrated and you need to encourage that they are hydrated prior to the day of their practice or the event itself. You need to be sure that they they have the fluids in their system well in advance, 12 to 24 hours in advance, so the system can absorb it and be in strong condition to withstand the rigors involved with being in a marching band. Marching basics. They don't always need to be done outside. A lot of instructors make this huge mistake. Having students stand at attention on a football field for long periods of time is ridiculous. It should be done in inside, whether it's in a gym, whether it's in the, um, a music room, and other basic commands similar to those should also be done inside. Now, it's not to say that they shouldn't be done outside at all. They should be. But be also be sure, whenever you're teaching whatever commands you're teaching, make sure the students know why they're doing what they're doing. Because, again, it is so ridiculous if you're teaching specific moves which are never going to be used. If you know what an oblique is, that's something that could be used in a show, but it might not. And if it's not being used, then you might not want to spend an excess amount of time doing that as part of a marching basics box. Are your students always doing their basics without their instruments? That used to be a way that I did it, and then I changed and realized they need to get used to having those instruments in their hands. Yes, the tuba players are going to be aggravated. No, the mellophone and marching baritone players are not going to enjoy having to hold it up with their arms. And we could certainly agree that drummers are not going to like it in the least. They need to get used to it. Marching without the instruments is fine to focus strictly on technique, but the technique also applies with holding of the instruments. And how often I see those instruments being poorly held by so many marching bands throughout the season because they weren't doing it enough throughout their band camp. Add some playing. 
perhaps a C major scale, excuse me, a B flat major scale, concert B flat. I don't think you're going to be wanting your marching band to be playing concert C. But something very, very simple so they can work on their roll stepping, horn angles, and just the overall camaraderie within the band. Make sure to take breaks. And if you're going to take breaks, make sure to take the breaks when you say you're going to take them. Bands get so irritated when you tell them there's going to be a break and a rehearsal's going well and you tell them, okay, no, just one more time. Just one more time. That That's one of the, the famous last phrases of all marching band directors. Just one more time. We'll do it just one more time. Okay, five more minutes. And then five more minutes turns into a half hour. The students know exactly what's going on, and they're getting annoyed. And once they get annoyed, that's going to affect them. And my final thought before part two is to keep in mind that the rain is not such a bad thing. I have had some incredibly productive rehearsals in the rain. Now, I'm not talking about torrential downpours, but when it starts to rain, you would think that students are going to hate it. The reality is, I've gotten some of my best rehearsals done in the rain, and they need to get used to the elements anyway, because at some point throughout the season, it's probably going to rain during a parade or during, during the field show. So those are some opening thoughts here for part one. Next episode will feature part two and some more ideas on the marching band as a whole in having an effective season.